You're tuning in to Tazi Encounters on Faith FM and we're coming to you right across Australia live from Hobart, Tasmania each weekday at 9am and for those listening in Tasmania you can catch us again at 4.30pm as well. And uh, I'm your host Tabitha Zachariah and every Tuesday we have Gary Webster as our program presenter and uh, Gary is has been presenting a series of programs titled Lifetime Search and um, Gary will be continuing with that um, the series today and he'll be talking about why bad things happen to good people and that is part two because he did part one last week. Um, welcome Gary, how are you today? Yes, good day Tabitha, good to be with you. Uh, good to have you Gary. It's always still, good. Still in Perth here. <laughs> How is it going over there? Oh, good. Yeah, we're having a marvellous time. People are really interested in the prophecies of, of Daniel and Revelation. Yeah, incredible. That's amazing. It's really, it's very encouraging when you see uh, more and more people coming to listen to God's word. And um, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah it's, it's really good. Um, So Gary, you've shared... A lot. I mean, I know you've traveled a lot and um, you've been to different countries and, um, yeah, you're an archaeologist and, um, yeah, it's um, just impressive and it's interesting to listen to your travel story. And um, sometimes I think to myself, oh, when I grow up, I want to be like Gary. I want to uh, travel. come with me on the next tour <laughs> in 2023, Tabitha. <laughs> oh, I'll be happy to come along. Um, yeah, I do want to go to Egypt. I do want to go to Israel. And yeah, I look yeah, fascinating. Yeah, it is. Um, so is there one or two places that you found very captivating or inspiring? Oh yeah, many many places I found, but probably just a couple that stand out right now is uh, I went to Machu Picchu. Uh, first of all, I went on my own, and then I took a group up there. But the Machu Picchu was up in the Andes Mountains in uh, in Peru, and I remember taking the train ride. You you travel from a place called Cusco, which was a centre for for um, Inca Inca worship and so on, Inca civilization. And you travel up on this train and the, the Andes Mountains just tower on either side of you. You know, it's incredible. Snow-capped mountains. It's sort of a place where you want to say, you know, how great thou art. <laughs> <laughs> just amazing. Another place I love to go to is Iran. Mm-hmm. Uh, we travel a long way in, in, in Iran in some places. And there's these big mountains, this... this they're just barren mountains, but they are inspiring because, you know, it sort of says to you, as David said, God is my refuge and my fortress. There's something about mountains and places where you you can say, well, God is like this great rock fortress where you can run to in times of trouble. Mm. So, yeah, I, I love going through Iran too, incredible mountains all the way around in many places. Mm. Well, it's interesting when you um, come across like um some physical um like mountains or hills and valleys and uh, maybe some the way they are made it sort of um how exactly. god gets you thinking about god and uh you know how yes. his creations are very amazing yeah exactly tabitha very true yeah, and um, just to remind our listeners of our show number, it's zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one, and um, you can text us any questions, any comments, and um, any feedback we'd like to hear from you. And uh, also, you can catch us. 
catch up on the previous episodes that we've done um on Faith FM app or Faith FM website, uh, you can get the app from the App Store or and the websites. It's you can access it through uh, faithfm.com.au and you can catch up on all the previous episodes that have been done. Um, so, Gary, what are we talking about today? Right. Well, um, we're looking at the second part of the story of Joseph and why bad things happen to good people. And perhaps I'll just retrace our steps from last week just briefly. We talked about how this group of Ishmaelite traders bought Joseph from his brothers. They sold him. He was purchased in Egypt by a man called Potiphar, a captain of the guard of the pharaoh. Then he, uh, Potiphar's wife, you know, uh, caused him to be landed in prison. Uh, he did nothing wrong. He was doing right, and he landed in prison. And in the prison, of course, he encountered the butler and the baker of Pharaoh who had dreams, and he interpreted them, and they came out right. So he ends up in Pharaoh's palace, who's also had a dream a little later on, a couple of years later, and he wants to know what his dream means. And as a result of, of interpreting the Pharaoh's dream, David become, uh, sorry, Joseph becomes ruler in Egypt and he stores up grain to, you know, to help them survive the famine that's going to last for seven years. So I remember that's where we got to, Tabitha. <laughs> I, so, I was not, I didn't do your program with you, but I did listen to it. And right, I okay. It. Well, it's a fascinating story, isn't it? It is. So what happens now is, uh, Joseph, you know, the famine's been going for a number of years and and that famine extends not just throughout Egypt but in Canaan, mm-hmm. north of Egypt, and it's been going for a couple of years. And uh, in Egypt, of course, Joseph stored up enough grain to, you know, survive the seven years of famine so he can preserve the lives of people. Well, Jacob, the father of Joseph, who's back in Canaan, he hears about Egypt and how they've got plenty of grain. So he sends his sons to Egypt to buy some. Mm. His brothers come into Egypt and, of course, they have to go to Joseph um, because he's in charge of all this grain and foreigners are going to have to come to him. So his brothers bow down to him. They don't know it's Joseph. Mm. He's grown older and they, they, you know, he's got Egyptian uh, clothing and all sorts of stuff on. He doesn't look the same. So they bow down to him thinking he's the, you know, he doesn't know he's, he's, he's their brother. And, of course, when he bows down, they bow down. He, he, Joseph remembers his dreams and his dreams where these brothers, you know, their sheaves bowed down to his sheaf and the sun, moon and stars bowed down to him. And he remembers these dreams. Oh, they're being fulfilled. Mm. Well, while Joseph sees his brothers, he recognises them, but they don't recognise him, him. And so he, he he wants to try to find out, have they changed their ways? Mm. So he treats them as spies. He says, hey, you guys are spies. You haven't come here really for food. You've come to spy out the land of Egypt. And so he ends up keeping them in prison for three days. You know, they're going to be thinking a lot about what they've done. And then after three days, he brings them out and says, look, one of you are going to have to stay in prison until you bring back your younger brother. You told me you've got a younger brother and you had a brother that, you know, he's died. Um, you, you bring me back that, uh, that younger brother and I'll, that'll prove that you're not spies. So he keeps one of the brothers in prison uh, called Simeon and the rest go back. 
to Canaan to their dad. Um, and he says to them before they leave, he says, I'm not going to sell you any more grain unless you bring back your youngest brother. So away they go. Mm. So he's very hard on his brothers, actually. And the reason for this, Tabitha, is that he wants these boys, he wants to see, have they really repented in all this time? Because you like 20 years have gone by. Mm. And uh, they've sold him. They've hidden their sin from their dad for 13 long years. Mm. Uh, well, now 20 long years, I should say. Have they, have they, you know, did they feel guilty about all this? Mm. And I'm sure they did. Mm. I'm sure they felt that they couldn't even be forgiven probably because of their lie and their, their deception. So Joseph wants to know what, what, what's, what's ticking in their heads. Um, his brothers remember at this point when, when he treats them harshly, you know, he says, you know, you guys are spies. Um, his brothers remember how they've treated Joseph. Mm. And uh, they believe it's probably because they mistreated their brother. Mm. Um, so Joseph wants to find out. I want you to read Genesis 42 and verse 21 and 22 for us, please, Tabitha, because sure. this gives us a little insight mm. into how their brothers felt when they stood before this guy who they didn't know was Joseph and um, how they felt um, when, um, you know, this, this brother of theirs is treating them as if they are spies. Just read that for us. Okay, that is Genesis um, 42, verse 21 and 22. Um, then they said to one another, We are truly guilty concerning our brother, for we saw anguish of his soul when he pleaded with us, and we would not hear. Therefore, this distress has come upon us. And Reuben answered them, saying, Did I not speak to you, saying, Do not sin against the boy, and you will not listen? Therefore, behold, his blood is now required of us. Uh, it's all coming back to them now, isn't it? Mm. You know, I told you guys 20 years ago not to do what you were going to do, and you wouldn't listen, and now, hey, we're copying what we did. Mm. Well, Joseph weeps at seeing his brothers in such distress. But anyway, they go home, and of course, after a while, when they go back home, they tell Jacob the story of, you know, what the what this guy has done and how he's told them he's got to bring their younger brother back to Egypt or they won't get any more grain and Jacob says to these his sons, these 11 sons, no way am I sending my youngest boy down there because you know, what happened to the the other boy who he thought, he thought was dead because the brothers, you know, brought him a coat filled coat, you know, stained with blood and they thought oh, a wild beast is or his dad thought a wild beast had taken him so mm. he he says look um, you'd no way is jo uh, Benjamin going down there the youngest brother mm. well of course they run out of food after a while and so the brothers persuade Jacob you know we've got to take Benjamin back because if we don't mm. all our family's going to die of starvation so dad you need to send this boy with us mm. and so finally the father says okay alright you go down there and, and buy us some grain and I pray that God will not let anything happen to my other boy, Benjamin. Mm. Well, well, we'll pick up that story when we, uh, after a song, mm. uh, we'll continue the story. When, what happens when they go back to Egypt? Mm. Okay. Um, um, this song, this first song is called Tell the, Your Heart to Beat Again by Danny Gokeby.
like you've never been before The life you knew In a thousand pieces on the floor And words fall short in times like these When this world drives you to your knees You think you're never gonna get back To the you they used to be Tell your heart to beat again Close your eyes and breathe it in Let the shadows fall away Step into the light of grace Yesterday is a closing door You don't live there anymore Say goodbye to where you've been And tell your heart to beat again Let that word wash over you It's alright now Love's healing hands have pulled you through So get back up, take step one Leave the darkness, feel the sun Cause your story's far from over And your journey's just begun by the support of Adventist World Radio. That was Tell Your Heart Not to Beat Again by Daniel Gorky. And uh, you're listening to Tells Encounters on Faith FM. And um, today Gary is speaking with us uh, and he's presenting his topic, um, Why Good Bad Things Happen to Good People. And this is the second part. And uh, before we went for a break, Gary, you talked about um, Joseph um, 
accusing his brothers of being spies and um then you know sending them back um to bring their younger brother just so um he could see if they have changed and um yeah just so they can also confirm that they're not spies um so where where else are you taking us from the yes well okay we got to that so they go back home and of course they've got a they're running out of food, so they come back again. When they get back to Egypt, these uh, brothers of Joseph, uh, he invites them to his home for a meal, and he feeds them. Uh, and, and when he sees Benjamin, the youngest brother, because that's his true brother, that's the that's the brother of his mum and his dad, not like mm. the other brothers had another different mother. But so he 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 weeps. He, you know, he hasn't seen his brothers brother for years. This younger brother, so he has to leave the room because he's crying. He's weeping because he sees him. Well, he comes back in again after he washes his face, and and, and he gives them grain. He says, "Okay, I'll, I'll, you know, now that you brought your younger brother back." Mm. So he gives them grain and puts their money back inside their grain sacks, mm. and also his special cup uh, that he has, mm. nice, you know, valuable cup. He puts it in Benjamin's grain sack mm. uh, to see if they've really changed. So after after the brothers have left. Then he says, his, Joseph sends his servant, he says, now go, go, go meet my brothers and tell them, why did you steal my cup? <laughs> so they say, oh, we didn't steal a cup. No, why didn't we steal it? Well, you will have to search your bag. So mm. they open up, all of them open up their bags and finally well, they get to the youngest brothers and there's the cup in Benjamin's bag. Oh, man. I, I can <laughs> the imagine the shock on wow, What's going to happen now? Because they actually say to them, well, if you find the cup, we'll be your slaves. Or the guy who's stolen it will be your slave. And so when Joseph's, when the cup's found in Benjamin's bag, man, the brothers are just, they just shattered. Well, they have to come back. And he accuses them of stealing his mm. cup. So he says, Benjamin's going to have to be my slave. Um, and and, and they just, they just blown away. Well, Judah... He intercedes for Benjamin, and he says, "Look, look, Pharaoh, look. You know, if we don't go, not Pharaoh, governor. That's what he was. Mm. Actually, they called him the vizier in Egypt. The second, he's the second in command. Mm. So he says, look, sir, um, if we go back without our brother, it'll kill our dad. I mean, this is his favourite boy. Now that his other brother died, he says this will kill him. And so, can I please take the place of Benjamin and 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 let him go and take and I'll take his place now." Well, when Joseph hears that, he realises, oh, these brothers are, they're not the same as they used to be. Otherwise, they just would have abandoned him and gone back home. Mm. He breaks down and he tells them, he says, listen, I am your brother. Well, they're stunned like mullets <laughs> and they're worried. What's he going to do? Will he take revenge on us? Mm. Um, so they're, they're just petrified now because now this is their brother that they sold. Imagine that, Tabitha. <laughs> they thought he was I mean, this, dead. This guy could, now that he's now that he's a leader in 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 Egypt, he could just do them in, couldn't he? Mm. Well, he says, "Listen, boy, listen, guys, come near to me." Um, he says, "While you meant me harm, God allowed it to bring good to save them and Egypt from this famine." Mm. So he hugs and weeps each of them and weeps, you know, weeps over each of them and hugs them. And he says, now you go back home and bring dad up here. Bring my father, Jacob, and all the family. Bring them up to Egypt so they can survive the famine because there's a lot more years to go yet. Mm. So Pharaoh sends, you know, gives them carts and food to bring them all back to Egypt. So his brothers go home and tell Jacob that, hey, your, your, your boy's still alive. Mm. And he can't believe it. I mean... 
boy, my, he died years ago. He was killed by a wild animal, he, he was told by his brothers. Mm. Uh, and he can't believe it until he sees all the food and the carts from Egypt. And then he says, ah, so my boy's alive. Well, guess what his brothers have to do now, uh, now, they, Tabitha? They have to confess. Yeah, <laughs> they have to confess to their, to their dad of their sin of nearly 20-odd years ago. Hmm. But Jacob forgives them, and so they go down to Egypt. But when they get to Beersheba, that's down the south of Canaan, not down the south before they enter Egypt, mm. God speaks to Jacob mm-hmm. in, a, in, a, in a night vision. I want you to read what God says. I mean, this guy, he's, a, he's 100 and, 130 years of age, this man now, mm. and um, he's supposed to be, you know, he's the father of the Israelites, and God's going to use these people to help the world he told Abraham and so now he's going down to Egypt I guess he's a little bit worried am I doing the right thing well God speaks to him in this vision read for us Genesis 46 2 and 3 please Tabitha sure Um, then God spoke to Israel in the visions of the night and said Jacob Jacob and he said here I am so he said I am God the God of your father do not fear to go down to Egypt for I will make you a great nation there I will go down with you to Egypt and I will also surely bring you up again and Joseph will put his hand on your eyes what a beautiful picture of God there Tabitha Mm. you know he calls him by name Jacob Jacob (laughs) I'm going to be with you don't worry about going down to Egypt I'll look after you and you're going to come out of there. Isn't that a, a tremendous thing? Mm. So Jacob gets to Egypt and Joseph goes out to meet him in his Egyptian chariot. You know, it's like a, a Mercedes Benz. <laughs> <laughs> and when he meets his dad, oh, he falls on his neck and he, they embrace each other, the Bible says, for a long time. Mm. So they live in Goshen. That's a part of Egypt uh, near uh, uh, big city in ancient times called Avaris. And, of course, Joseph can visit them. Well, he's still got to be up at the Pharaoh's palace because that's where he works. But he comes and visits, of course, his dad. And when Jacob dies 17 years later, Mm. uh, so he has 17 years with his boy in Egypt, Joseph and his brother take his body back to Canaan and they bury him with Abraham and Isaac in what we call the cave of Machpelah. That's Hebron today. And after the burial, of course, his brothers now worry. Wow, now that dad's gone, surely Joseph's going to take revenge on us. Now he's going to get us one for what we did to him all those years ago in selling him. But Joseph's not like that. They come to him and they tell him an interesting story. They said, well, before our dad died, he told us to tell you that you should forgive us. I wonder if that was true. (laughs) Oh, boy. Now, when Joseph hears that, he realizes they don't trust him. Mm. They don't really think that he's forgiven them. And so he weeps at this idea. Oh, no, they don't trust him. Mm. So Joseph says to them, listen, don't be afraid, guys. You're my brothers. And am I in God's place, you know, that I should take revenge? He says, as for you, you guys, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good. Mm-hmm. In order to bring it about as at this day, he says, to save many people alive. Now, therefore, he says, don't be afraid. I'll provide for you and your little ones and your kids. And he comforted them and spoke kindly to them. Isn't that a tremendous attitude, mm-hmm. uh, Tabitha? Mm-hmm. I mean, those brothers had, 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 in a sense, wrecked his life, hadn't they? Mm, they had. I'm sure they were very surprised um, yeah. to hear that. 
Yeah. So, you know, yeah, exactly. I think you're right. Surprised to hear that he, he'd, he'd forgiven them. Mm. Well, anyway, Joseph dies himself. But just before his death, he tells the Israelites, hey, you bring my body out of Egypt when the day comes to leave Egypt to return to Canaan. Because that is what God had told Jacob. I'm going to bring you out again. So Joseph says, hey, put my bones in a box and bring them out too. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Interesting story, isn't it? Very interesting. Yeah, and interesting. maybe our listeners can text us um, what what you, what they find um, interesting about the story of Joseph and his brothers. What is the most fascinating bit of the story or part, if you like? Um, text us your answers to zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. We'd like to hear from you. You know, Tabitha, we probably should think about some of the great lessons that come from this story of Joseph, you know. Mm. Um, because there are many lessons that come out of this story. So I thought we'd just run down a few. We, before we have our song, we'll start this, the, what lessons we can learn. We'll continue after the song as well. But I think the first lesson would have to be, don't have favourite children and treat them better than the others. Remember, Jacob had his favourite boy was Joseph. He gave him a coat of many colours. And, you know, this made his brothers jealous, didn't it? mm and so it's not good to have favourites among your kids. No, it's not. <laughs> Treat I'm, them all the same. Yeah. You ever seen anything like that, by the way? Um, actually, in my family, it's not like that. My mum is very, um, how do I say it? She's, she does not have favourites. She's very yeah. fair and she always, she's taught me to be fair person and to expect people to be fair, which doesn't always happen, but she's always treated us equally. Yeah, well, that's good. That's what we should do. A second lesson would be be wise in sharing stories of yourself. Remember Joseph shared these stories about how everybody, his brothers bowed down to him and his dad bowed down to him. Uh, sort of sort of brought a bit of trouble to you know, share those stories. In, it almost sounded like he was a bit arrogant, didn't it? Mm, sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so- finally, before we go to the next song, I just want to mention one more and then we'll pick up some others. Jealousy leads us to do terrible things to others. You know, it wasn't right for his brothers uh, to be jealous, in, you know, even though you can understand them. But it, because of jealousy, they sold their brother. They lied to their dad. For years they lived with this thing, you know. And they brought tremendous grief to Jacob because, mm-hmm. you know, they said, oh, an animal killed him when they had actually sold him off. So jealousy can lead us to do terrible things. Better not to do that, isn't it? Yeah, and they lived with the guilt for many years. That I don't yes, think that was exactly. good for them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Wasn't good for them. Mm. So anyway, we'll pick up the we'll pick up some other great lessons we learned from the story of Joseph after the next song. Sure, I'm really going to listen to this song by Faith by Rebecca Simmons. Mm. faith we see the hand of God In the light of creation's grand design In the lives of those who prove His faithfulness Who walk by faith and not by sight By faith our fathers roamed the earth With the power of His promise in their hearts Of a holy city built by God's own hand A place 
is where peace and justice reign. We will stand and die as children of the promise. We will fix our eyes on Him, our soul's reward. Till the race is finished and the work is done, we'll walk by faith and not by sight. By faith, the prophets of the day, when the Lord. That was By Faith by Rebecca Simmons. And um, you're listening to Taz Encounters on Faith FM with Gary Webster. And uh, we asked a listener question in the previous section, and I just want to repeat it. Um, just would like our listeners to share what they find interesting 
they find most interesting about the story of Joseph and his brothers? Um, what inspires you? What do you find fascinating? Just what sounds out of the ordinary for you um, that you'd like to share with us? Um, you can text us your responses to zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. And Gary, I believe we have a free offer today. Did you want to talk about that? Yes, uh, this book, Patriarchs and Prophets, this is the last time we're going to be mentioning this book, uh, Tabitha. Um, it's a fantastic book, and the story of Joseph comes alive. My wife and I have been reading these stories uh, as I've been preparing for this uh, particular little series on on Jacob and Joseph and so on. And Yeah, we've just been, it just blows you away. It's a fantastic book. The story just comes alive, so our listeners will really enjoy it. And we've only got a couple left, I think. Three mm. copies, I believe. Right, so get in and get your copy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and um, Gary, before we went for a break, you shared a few lessons that we can pick up from Joseph's story. Um, do you have any more lessons to share? Yes, yes, there's some great lessons. I, I think one of the great lessons that comes from the story of, of uh, Joseph is Bible prophecy is dependable, uh, Tabitha, because Joseph gave these interpretations to the butler and the baker, to the pharaoh, uh, and these things happen. Exactly the way he predicted, they happened. So prophecy is dependable. The other thing is prophecy is given in this case, first of all, with the butler and a baker, to, to build the credibility of, of Joseph, God's servant. Because, you know, the butler says, oh, that's right, that guy told me about my dreams and they happened, uh, they were fulfilled. So he tells the Pharaoh and, and now Joseph can can talk to the Pharaoh. Mm-hmm. Prophecy was given in the case of uh, to the Pharaoh, uh, what for? To set Joseph up in Egypt as second in charge so he could save people, mm-hmm. save the Egyptians, save the, his brothers and his family. And So prophecy's got many good reasons in the Bible. Mm-hmm. I think another great lesson, Tabitha, is all things work together for good to those who love God. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. As you can see, God brought good out of all this terrible stuff that happened to Joseph, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can see that. Yeah, Egypt and his family were helped as well. And, you know, I think it tells us, uh, Tabitha, that we can trust God in the bad times and the good times. Mm. He's got a plan for what we're going through even. You know, it wasn't God that caused it, but he's got a plan to bring good out of whatever situation we find ourselves in. Mm. Another great lesson from the story of of, uh, Joseph is God cares about everyone. I mean, even the pagan Egyptians he cared about in this story. Uh, they worshipped many gods, but God still loved them. His cruel brothers, God cared about them mm. uh, and helped them. I think it reminds us, for God so loved the world. Mm-mm. He sends his reign on the just and the unjust. He's not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance and be saved. Mm. In fact, God says, as I live, says God, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked will turn from their evil ways. So it's a great lesson there in, in, in that story for us, I believe, Tabitha. Mm-mm. And I think another lessons, uh, other lessons we can learn is that God was with Joseph at every step in his trials. He mm. made sure the right person purchased him, Potiphar, helped mm. Joseph in Potiphar's, Potiphar's house, you know, became the manager, helped him in prison, helped him in front of Pharaoh and helped him with his brothers. God is with us at all times. Mm. Even even when we can't see it, even when we can't. Yes, um, exactly. In fact, God says, I'll never leave you, I'll never forsake you. So he was certainly with Joseph. 
couple of other lessons I think uh, uh, is that faithfulness to God sometimes lands us in trouble, doesn't it? Mm. You know, it landed Joseph in trouble to be faithful. Mm. Not that God, not that God uh, wants that, but you know, God can bring you know good out of this situation. Um, and faithfulness lands us in trouble. Faithfulness to God puts us in positions where we can be used of God. Mm. Because of His faithfulness, God was able to use Him. And a couple of others, I think, in closing on, on the lessons is we need to resist temptation to sin against God like Joseph did. He would not sleep with that that uh, wife of Potiphar, his boss. No way was he going to do that. That would be wrong, he said, so I'm, I'm not going to do it. Mm. Great lesson for us, isn't it? Mm-mm. Love to our enemies wins their hearts, you know, because Joseph loved his brothers who, who were really his enemies in, in, in the way they treated him. Mm-hmm. Because of his love, he won the hearts of his brothers and they became mates again. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think uh, the last two that stand out to me is we need to do everything as if we're doing it to God. You know, when Joseph was in Potiphar's house, mm-hmm. he was just, he did, he did it as if he was doing his work for God. In mm. prison, he was the same. Mm. As the second in control of Egypt, he did as if he was doing his duty for God. Mm. And finally, I think the standout lesson in the story of Joseph is that we need to forgive those who wrong us. Mm. Love your enemies, said Jesus. Do good to those who hate you and pray for those who despitefully use you. That's a, that's a shining lesson for all of us in the story of Joseph, isn't it? He forgave his brothers. Mm. Well, I think it's probably time for another song, isn't it? We still have two minutes. Um, oh, we have, man. Yeah. Well, let's keep going. <laughs> I think, uh, I think uh, uh, the, the, the greatest lesson for me, I was going to bring this one up after the song, but you just tell me when we're finished, okay? We need to stop. Yeah. Um, the greatest lesson, in my opinion, is Joseph is a sort of like a type of Christ. Hmm. You know, he's a brother to his brothers. Christ is he's called our brother in the Bible, hmm. uh, our great brother, uh, he's the favourite son of his father, Joseph was, but so is Christ. This is my beloved son, God said of his, his son. I'm well pleased with him. Hmm. I think uh, too, uh, Tabitha, that uh, Joseph was the most important among his brothers. And of course, Jesus is the most important among us as human beings, isn't he? Mm-mm. That's right. I what? never, actually, I never keep, thought... Keep going. I never looked at the story of Joseph the way you have explained it. I never thought of that comparison. And it is, it's very interesting because when you compare the story and the life of Joseph and compare with that of Jesus, there's lots of similarities. It's just very yes, interesting. Exactly. exactly. And we've only seen, we haven't finished him yet. Maybe after the next song we'll, we'll continue on. But, um, yeah, so many beautiful comparisons in this story. Hmm. Uh, before we go to our next song, uh, I just want to remind our listeners that we have a free offer and we're giving it, um, today's the last day that we're giving this offer, which is the book, uh, Patriarchs and Prophets, and uh, we only have three copies left. And uh, in this book, um, this book covers a sweeping panorama of human history from the creation of earth to the reign of Israel's King David. I uh, will give you the code to ask for the book um, after the break. And But for now, we're going to listen to this song, Deliver Us by Matt and Josie Minikas.
our enemy, our captor, is no pharaoh on the Nile. Our toil is neither mud nor brick nor sand. Our ankles bear no calluses from chains, yet Lord, we're bound. Isn't here we dwell in our own land? Deliver us, deliver us, oh Yahweh, hear our cry, and gather us beneath your wings to. sins they are more numerous than all the lambs we slay our shackles they were made with our own hands our toil is our atonement and our freedom yours to give so Yahweh break this silence if you can deliver us deliver us oh Yahweh hear our cry and gather us beneath your wings tonight deliver us deliver us oh Yahweh program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. That was Deliver Us by Matt and Josie Minikas, and you're listening to Tazen Encounters with Gary Webster. And um, before we went for a break, I promised to give you the code to request for today's offer, which is the book Patriarchs and Prophets, and um, the code to get that book is DIG13. D-I-G, number 13, um, no space in between, DIG 13 to 04-88-880-891. And uh, we only have three copies left, so we'll send um, the book to the first three people to text in. Um, so, Gary, we are in the last section of our program. Um, how did you want to finish up? Do you have any more comparisons of the story of Jesus with that of yes. Jesus? Uh, yes, there's many, many more comparisons. Remember that uh, Jacob sent his, his son Joseph to visit his brothers when they were looking after those sheep. 
Well, that's exactly what God did. He sent his son into the world to visit us, to become one of us and visit us. The Bible says, when the fullness of the time had come, God sent his son. But remember what happened when, when Joseph got to his brothers that he came to visit, they, they sold him. Mm. Well, Jesus was sold cruelly by his brothers for mm. a few shekels. Remember, Jesus, Jesus was sold by a brother called Judas. Judas yeah. In fact, in a sense, Tabitha, we've all sold out on God by our sin. Mm. And uh, then, of course, it, it says that um, he was full of sorrow and anguish at being sold by his brothers. We, you read that earlier this, the, this morning, I think. Mm. And so sorrow broke the heart of Jesus when he saw the way humans have treated him. I, even uh, when he knew what he was going to go through, I remember when he prayed at, was it Mount Olives, just before? Yes. The, yeah. Exactly. You're right. Yes. He, he, he sweat blood and blood as well in the Mount of Olives. Oh, no. You mean when we, he wept over the city of Jerusalem? No, just before he was crucified, um, when he was asking God if he can take the cup away from him. Right. Yes, exactly. So, he, yes, uh, he also went down into Egypt to rescue Israel and the world. So Jesus came down to this sin-darkened planet to save us uh, from destruction, didn't he? Mm-mm. And he you know, was uh, It says that Joseph was faithful in his work for Potiphar and in prison and for the Pharaoh. So Jesus went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed. And he could say at the end, I finished your work that you gave me to do, Father. Beautiful, beautiful Mm-mm. comparisons in this story. Mm-mm. Remember, Joseph was severely tempted by that, uh, that lady, Potiphar's wife, uh, so Jesus was tempted. As soon as he gets, you know, out of the Jordan, he's tempted by the devil. It says, and tempted during his life. Mm. But he never, he never yielded to temptation. Just like Joseph didn't yield mm. to that uh, temptation. Mm. Uh, Joseph was falsely accused and thrown into jail. So when you read the story of Jesus, he was falsely accused before, before Pilate, wasn't he? He was. Yeah. Be- you know, terribly I- mistreated. Actually, yesterday we were looking at um, some. Similar story where uh, uh, they were trying to find something to accuse him of, but they could not. And yeah, exactly. They they they, they didn't have a clue. Mm. <laughs> Nothing they could find fault with him. No. Remember, it says uh, Jesus was slain at Calvary to deliver us from sin and from Satan and destruction. Mm. Um, as far as his father was concerned, Jake uh, Joseph was Joseph was dead, wasn't he? You know, he thought he was killed by an animal. Mm. Uh, but that event brought deliverance uh, as far as, um, you know, as a result of that death. And so Jesus' death brought deliverance to all of us. Mm. Uh, in fact, when when Joseph, Jacob realized Joseph was alive, it's sort of like a resurrection experience. <laughs> and so it's yeah. same with Jesus. You can um, imagine 22 years you haven't seen your favorite son and then you're told he's alive. You know. Yeah, it'd be incredible, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. What, what joy, too, you know? <laughs> yeah. Remember, uh, he, Joseph saved the world and Israel, the world in, around him. Mm. Uh, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good, he says. So the same with Jesus. The good came out of his death for us, you know, marvellous. Mm. I like the fact that he was Joseph was reunited with his father and lived with his father and brothers. And so Jesus... He's united with his father, we read. He goes back to heaven, and one day he's going to live with us, all his brothers and sisters on this planet, the Bible says. We're going to live with him. Mm. Um, 
Uh, but I think the most beautiful comparisons are these ones, uh, Tabitha. Hmm. Um, he forgave his brothers. Joseph forgave his brothers. And when Jesus was on the cross, he prayed, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they do. Hmm. And then when they were worried after Jacob's, Jacob's death that Joseph would get revenge, Joseph wept because they didn't believe that he had, you know, he had forgiven them. Hmm. But he affirmed his forgiveness. And, you know, I believe, Tabitha, that Jesus weeps in a sense when we don't believe that he took our sins hmm. uh, on himself at Calvary and that he's forgiven us when we repent of our sins. I think, I think that must break his heart. <laughs> it must, and I think that speaks of how much he loves us. When you love someone and they don't believe you, it breaks your heart. Like, I love yes. you, I'm doing this out of love, not because of what you've done. You know. Yes, and I love the way in the Bible that constantly Jesus assured people, you come to me, you're forgiven. I think another beautiful lesson we learn is he looked after his brothers. Joseph looked after his brothers in Egypt, cared for them. You know, you read the story, it's beautiful. So, you know, Jesus cares for his brothers. He says, you don't need to worry about, you know, your clothing and your and uh, all your roof over your head. Oh, I'm going to look after you. Look at those little birds. I, I, the far, Heavenly Father feeds them. I, I'll look after you. When we put our life in his hands, he's the same. Hmm. That's right. My favorite Bible verse is First Peter chapter five verse seven. Leave all your cares with Him because He cares for you. Yeah, beautiful. Similar to what Jesus said, wasn't it? Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. I'll, I'll look after you. Mm. You know, Tabitha. Sometimes people think that these stories are just are just myths and legends. But uh, I want to finish off uh, before we we end today by saying that there's good evidence for this story, that it's, it's a real story. Uh, we shared some archaeological evidence, but just one more little bit that helps us. The Bible says that when Jacob, the father of Joseph, died in Egypt after spending the last 17 years of his life with his boy, the Bible says, and Joseph commanded his servants, the physicians, to embalm his father. That means they, 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 they embalmed him to preserve his body. Mm. And the physicians embalmed Israel. Then it says, and for 40 days were fulfilled for him. For so are fulfilled the days of those who are embalmed. And mm. the Egyptians mourned for him three score and ten days. Mm. Sort of like mummification in a sense. <laughs> mm, mm. They embalmed the body. And we now know, I take people to Egypt and, and I take them to the Cairo Museum Mm-hmm. And I show them the embalming slabs where they embalmed the bodies. Mm-hmm. And the very thing that the Bible says, how many days it took to do this, you know, 40 days for mourning, 70 days for embalming, that's exactly what happened. Mm. The Egyptians did it that way. So the story has tremendous historical validity from archaeology. So we're not just dealing with a myth or a legend. No, this is the real story. And the shining thing is, uh, Tabitha, mm-hmm. that... It really, in a sense, is the story of God's love for us in, in, in the life of our, our other brother, Jesus, you know? <laughs> hmm. So I hope our, our listeners can get hold of that book, Patriarchs and Prophets, because the story will just jump out of the page. Tabitha? Mm, we've had two people requesting for the book so far, so we only have one <laughs> copy left. 
<clears throat> By the way, next week, Tabitha, I'm going to be talking about Tutankhamun's treasures and Egypt and the journey to eternity. Um, th- th- our listeners will find that really fascinating. Mm, and that will give a bit of a story of evidence of um, evidence of the story of Joseph. Well, not so much Joseph. Now, I'm going to, we'll move away from that story, and but I want to take up the the journey to eternity, and we'll talk about Egypt and, and Tutankhamun's treasures in that. Mm. Oh, well, I believe that will be a very interesting program, um, and I hope our listeners can join us next week um, at 9 a.m. on Tuesday. And uh, just to remind our listeners that they called to get the offer for today, which is Patriarchs and Prophets, it's Dig 13. Uh, we only have one copy left, but if we get more people texting, we can uh, be a bit lenient. So texting dig13 uh, to 488 uh, to get this book, Patrick's and Prophets, and today's the last day we're giving that offer. Um, so I, next tomorrow we have, um, Rako Chalich joining us with, um, his series 3MJ and he'll be talking about days of no. Um, so join us tomorrow, same time, um, to learn more about what Rako has to share. And, uh, thank you for joining us today. We hope you've been blessed by this beautiful story, um, that Gary has shared with us and the beautiful comparison that he has done with the story of Jesus. And I hope you enjoyed the rest of your day. And we are going to go out with this song, He Cares by Kate Gerrige. God is so, so good And he helps us learn how to be like him And He cares for us And He guides us by His Holy Spirit When you think of how He answers prayer You see Almighty Alpha and Omega Omega He is shining brighter than the light He cares, He He is kind and true I want to be like Him He will be my guide When I fall I'll rise By His Spirit Hear the nature around us speak His almighty hand written all over I don't
to be like you. 